You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Welcome to our first ever Force Friday, brought to you by the Waltz Apartment Podcast, which is a part of the DizInsider.com. And I'm here with me, Jade. Hello again, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Amber, um, your co-host from Waltz Apartment, and we are kind of the nerdy Star Wars gals in the group, and are here to kind of just dive in. Every other Friday, or at least once a month Fridays, um, to bring you some Star Wars, more in-depth news than we cover on our Everything uh, Walt's Apartment podcast, dive a little deeper, do some speculating maybe. Mm-hmm. We're also going to try to have some specific episodes um, with a theme. We'll dive more deeply maybe into Ahsoka or some of our other favorites. I'm currently working my way through all of the High Republic novels and comics and things coming out. So maybe the end of February, we'll do a special all about the High Republic. Yeah, I'll get to reading those. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days. So today, though, on our first Force Friday, we thought it would be relevant to talk about all of the crazy news that got released during the investor meeting. Um, Lucasfilms um, kind of surprised us since we didn't have a D23 this year or in 2020 or um, what Jade and I had anticipated was Star Wars Celebration was supposed mm-hmm. to be August of 2020 and all that got canceled. Um, so typically they save up some cool um, big reveals for those conventions Uh, Apparently, they decided to save those up for the big investor meeting, and that kind of became the unveiling for a lot of the Disney products uh, to be coming out. And Star Wars and Lucasfilms was no exception. We got a Mm -hmm. lot of things that had been speculated, and there had been rumors flying around about. So we did get some confirmation of some of those rumors, and then also some more details of other plans. So we thought we'd just break them down a little bit for you. Maybe give you our own interpretation of what these could be. Um, talk about them. And that'll be our first Force Friday. And then because we haven't really got to talk much about Jade and I really love the merch. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're merchaholics. Um, we like to cosplay and dress up. So we also, you know, sometimes we'll get off track and talk about some of that stuff. Um, But today at the end, we thought we would talk for those that want to hang around and listen about some of the cool merch that we got during the holiday season, some things that maybe we wish are still on our wish list, maybe. So hang around for that at the end, if you would like. So first up, investor meeting. Um, First thing they talked about was the next feature film they plan to work on called Rogue Squadron. We got a cool little graphic with an X-Wing, 
um, and heard that we would have director Patty Jenkins, who has been doing the Wonder Woman franchise. The story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a uh, boundary-pushing, high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. So, when it says future era of the galaxy, and because of the X-Wing prominence, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking post-Mandalorian between then Mm -hmm. and... Maybe even, like, post all the trilogies. Yeah, maybe. I mean... There were still X-Wings in the... It says the the future mm -hmm. era, so, I mean, I feel like that would be, like, the future of any content that they've released so far. So post-Rise of Skywalker? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds also possible. I mean, kind of see where things left off after... Everything that happened, maybe maybe a ray pops in there, you know? Maybe, mm-hmm. like a little cameo action. Yeah. And, you know, Patty Jenkins with her Wonder Woman franchise likes to do the throwback vibes. Um, I think it could be really cool when it talks about, you know, these are kind of fighter pilot, thrill ride, hide speed. They mm-hmm. use those kind of terms. That's very Top Gun yeah. feeling to me, especially because Wonder Woman just had the 1984 release um i could really be on board with something kind of as a nod to top gun in a way that could be fun that's yeah. my 80s roots showing but <laughs> <laughs> that could be neat something that's kind of like a like a speed car racer kind of mm-hmm. galaxy type show or well, movie <laughs> maybe like a poe dameron like in some of the novels and stuff you know he was yeah cocky pilot guy there's also some novels out there that involve um squadrons of x-wings so maybe we see some of those characters make an appearance so could be Mm -hmm. all kinds of things thrown in here so the next film that they talk about is this untitled film that they just said tika waititi would be involved with And that's pretty much it. And in the background, when they have this slide up, there's some imagery of like the background of a galaxy and stars and like a Milky Way type stuff happening, maybe like a far off planet and this kind of diamond shaped silvery object blobby thing. So, of course, fans online always pick out these little weird little Easter eggs, right, and everything. And this strange object displayed in the background while Kathleen Kennedy was specifically talking about this project looks familiar. Um, It resembles the cover of a Legends novel, Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. The Legends novel from Tim Lebon tells the tale of Lannery Brock, a member of the ancient Jedea Order, which is the origins of the Jedi Order. So it's way back before we see like an official Jedi Order. Um, It's kind of, again, it's legends. But I could 
I could see them, like from The Mandalorian, taking pieces of legend and bringing them into canon with something like this. Because there are a ton of amazing legends storytelling out there. It's just, you know, they had to make that cutoff between canon and legends when they took over the franchise, when Disney did, because a lot of that contradicts each other, Mm -hmm. right? This one author or um, licensee like Marvel maybe did some graphic novels or comics that counterdicted this other author who made this series of books with the same characters um, or even like, I don't know, just, it just gets mucky when you talk about legend stuff, but there are some incredible stories that it would be cool if this is a sign of them taking some of those things that fans have loved from the old school stuff to the new canon. What do you think? I mean, I haven't read the book, so I can't speak. I have ordered the book. I haven't (laughs) read this one. I've read a few of the other ones in that series, The Dawn of the Jedi. Um, I think one of of that particular series. Um, But it's it's cool. It's like um, kind of like the tales of time before, right? Mm -hmm. So before the Jedi order was a Jedi order, there was still like this framework of that where there were elders Mm -hmm. and people that were force sensitive. Um, And this particular character that this story centers around kind of bucks the system and is a little bit rebellious in a way. So this could be fun. So with rogue squadron, not coming out until Christmas, 2023, we think this project is probably not till 2025. If they stick with their yeah. not putting out a film any closer than two years apart, you know, it's probably a ways out. So, Which may I say, how dare you people do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, yeah, in the meantime. <laughs> this may be all we get for feature film, but they are hitting the Disney Plus series stuff hard. <laughs> so what else have we learned? Uh, the Ahsoka series. This was the first mm-hmm. time we officially heard this was happening. There were rumors. Yeah. After seeing her, especially at in The Mandalorian, the internet was crazy speculating that maybe this is legit. Maybe we will get an Ahsoka series. Well, I mean, the way she was talking in The Mandalorian, they were making it pretty obvious that she would either go along with The Mandalorian and, you know, find Thrawn or, you know, she'd have her own series. So, yeah. So after making that live action debut, um, her story, which will be written by Dave Filoni. So woohoo, mm-hmm. we know it's going to be awesome and amazing and stay in line with her character that has already been developed. Um, but it will be a limited series. So that's a key there. Limited series. They haven't said that about The Mandalorian, which is how we kind of know and, and start to beg for more in The Mandalorian where this is already said from the beginning, like the Kenobi series, that it will be limited. So we're going to get just probably one season, six to eight episodes. Which is dumb. And that will be it for this story. So we know also that it will be executive produced by Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau, just like The Mandalorian. So again, cool. It'll probably stay with the vibe of The Mandalorian a little bit. And we'll get to see Thrawn Mm -hmm. in live action. Maybe. 
So I am a Thrawn lover in the books um, and in the animated series, but really like his character development for me came from the the books and they're freaking amazing. Um, I love his character. So I'm anxiously awaiting who they're going to cast for this. (laughs) There's, you know, some cool fun things online where, where they're making different actors into his likeness. Um, So we'll see, but. I'm excited for this. I hope that that persona that's in the novels that comes through really well, it's dabbled with a little bit in the series, but you don't quite see as much of him as you would like to in the animated stuff. You only see like snidbits of him and it's kind of just like, he seems like an Imperial. Yeah. Like, but he's really not like, yeah, he's like, like, he's, he's not from our galaxy. He's from a different galaxy. He's from another part. Like he has a whole nother like agenda behind mm-hmm. everything that he does and, and how he came to be with the empire. And he's very oof. tactical and whatnot. Yes. So, I mean, seeing how very he kind of presents himself to the galaxy, I guess is how I would put it. Considering that in the books, he basically says that he's only on the side that like benefits his people. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, after the empire falls, the empire doesn't benefit his people anymore. So could mm-hmm. be interesting to see mm-hmm. what he's doing now. Yes, yes. So Ahsoka. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have not heard anything. Have we heard anything about them filming this series yet? No, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So they're do they're filming and or and. Kenobi. Slap a pause on this. In the Ahsoka series, I'd really hope to see Sabine and Ezra. Mm -hmm. In case any Disney people are listening right now. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's probably already written. I have a feeling Dave Filoni probably wrote this all during COVID. (laughs) You know, when he was all isolated and not able to do much with The Mandalorian at the time. Because he'd already finished that next season of The Mandalorian Mm -hmm. way long ago, he'd already said. So... It's probably already set. But yes, yeah. Ezra, Sabine. I mean, I please. feel like that would just be awesome. I mean, you ha- it, you're hunting Thrawn. It's like rebels all over yeah, again. Exactly. How else? Like what other perfect circumstance mm-hmm. could fall around in there? So throw some hair in there, you know, mm-hmm. a little ghost action. That would be fun. <laughs> and if you haven't watched a rebel series, you should go and watch it. It's a good series. You know, it's not too long like the Clone Wars if you feel like you don't want to dive into seven seasons yeah so and there's important elements for probably the future of the mandalorian in rebels as well because the bokatan yep so hardcore plug for rebels which i will be starting my rewatch of as soon as wandavision ends (laughs) (laughs) anyways so moving on rangers of the new republic so this one they have said is set within the timeline of the mandalorian this new live action series from executive producers John Favreau and Dave Filoni, these guys are busy beavers, let me tell you, <laughs> will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climatic story event. So this is fascinating, the way mm-hmm. that they've described this. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's set within the timeline of The Mandalorian. Yeah, so maybe they mean it'll intersect with the before the Mandalorian, during, after. It just says within the timeline. Yeah, well, (laughs) so that could mean anything, yeah, pretty much, right? Like within that general decade, even. 
but would intersect with future stories, Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Could that also mean the movie we just talked about? Yeah, possibly. It could could be something that they haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. It could mean anything. Um, But the climatic story event. So it makes me wonder when they specifically say, I, I... overanalyze the crap out of any official announcements from Lucasfilms about things. So we'll intersect with future stories and culminate into a climatic story event. Makes me think that maybe at the end of the Mandalorian, there's some story event that's going to bring all of these back together. The Ahsoka series, the Mandalorian, this new series. But anyway, um, yeah, that's all major, major speculation and overanalyzing every little word. Maybe it goes straight into the battle. (laughs) I don't, you know, the battle with Palpatine and all the ships with Star Killer. Yeah, but that's too far in the future. Yeah, that's That's not, that's 20 years later. That's true, yeah. This, you know, Mandalorian is five years after. Battle of the Evan. But who say they won't skip a little bit of time? Yeah. Anyways, aren't the Rangers of the New Republic like what Cara Dune is? Kind of. And the and the pilots that you see help out the yeah. Mandalorian and then come to her at the end and offer her the badge. So basically they're like any people who work for the Republic that are trying to like track down. Keep peace and yeah. track down the remnants mm-hmm. of the Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, shoot, I can't remember his character's name, um, but the guy from that funny TV series that I like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he, you know, said something to Cara Dune when he gave her the badge about keeping your eyes open. There's something going on in the outer rim. Oh, he yeah. has a line like that when he's trying to, like, bring her in to the fold of the New Republic mm-hmm. to be like, there's something going on out here. So I think those are the little breadcrumbs. That that mm. was just a little bit of a breadcrumb they were laying out there for us. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, maybe that's where we start and continue seeing the cloning program, and we get more backstory for the rise of Skywalker's kind of big moments that didn't always connect for the audience. Well, it wasn't a cloning program. They were stealing kids from home planets and raising them. So maybe it's that's the something that's going on because mm. you see that in um, what's that video game I played? Battlefront? No, it wasn't Battlefront. Jedi Fallen Order? No, it wasn't that one. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Battlefront too. Maybe not. But <laughs> uh, that's the one with the Palpatine ghost machines, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's probably that one. So that one, they kind of find these ships trying to take kids from. Like, they hire out, like, bounty hunters and, you know, the underscum of society. And they, like, have them go out and steal these kids from their homes. And then they end up becoming that army. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, this would be happening around this time because yeah. they're not clones. Yeah. So, they don't have accelerated growth rates. Because what's his name? The redheaded and, guy? Uh, why, why am I- but here's the thing. In that video game, they actually meet up with Leia during this same time period. So it's like, hmm. Mm. but they skip a bunch of time because at the beginning, the two main characters, Eden and her soon-to-be husband, I guess, 
leave the Empire and join them at the Battle of Endor. And then later, it kind of skips time to when their kid's full grown. And then, yeah. Mm. So Yeah, so what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name now? Uh, Kylo Ren's, like, kind of rival oh, sibling guy. What's sibling. his name? Um, not sibling, but, you know, <laughs> like, that's the relationship vibe that I got off of them. Yeah, yeah. They were competitors for attention from Snoke. Why am I totally blanking on his name right now? I don't know. I need, like... Anyways, so in the books, again, this goes back to my over-reading things. Um, it talks about how his father started that program with the kids and raising them up to be the new emperor's army. Well, I mean, that would go with the timeline so, of like 20 years in the future type of thing and take about that long yeah. for all these kids to grow yeah. up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's talked about in one of the books, too. So that's uh-huh. – I like where you're going with this. Okay, anyways, <laughs> yeah. we'll go down these deep dive vortexes of speculation. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyways, the next big reveal was a Lando series. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. Everyone's favorite scoundrel, Lando Calrissian, will return in a brand new event for this series on Disney+. Plus. Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People, and a huge Star Wars fan, is developing the story. We don't know if this is young Lando, I would old Lando, so. or excuse me, older Lando. <laughs> um, I feel like it's going to be young Lando. Because, I mean, what are they going to, they're going to dive. Um, because, remember him and Jana? That's true. That's connect, true. And oh. he says he'll help her find her yeah. people. Like, maybe it takes up with that. Well, he didn't say he'll help her, but he kind of, like, left it open-ended, you know? Yeah. Like, let's find out. Is that what he said? Yeah, some something around that. Like, yeah. there there was a slight line there where you're like, hmm. Like, what's going to happen what there? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I also like Donald Glover and his yeah. portrayal of the young Lando. I feel like I'd be happy with either one. Yeah. So, that could be fun. Lots of capes. Mm-hmm. That, that guy's got style. I'm down. Um, so the next one, Andor, which we knew about, we just got more of like a little teaser mm-hmm. bit about this a little, um, promo. So we know it's going to be a tense nail biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy. It's set, um, to be a Disney plus series releasing at the end of 2022. Diego Luna is reprising the role of rebel spy Cassie and Andor from Rogue One. And we'll be joined by a fantastic new cast that includes Stellan Skursgard, uh, Adria Ardrona, Fiona Shaw, Dennis Gao, Kyle Sawyer, and Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Motha. So she'll be reprising that. Um, production kicked off in London just last month, eight, six, eight weeks ago-ish, maybe. But recently, we heard... Um, during an interview that there's no K2SO in the first season. So it's going mm-hmm. to be pre either him meeting K2 or however they end up being connected. It's said in season one specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe they find him in season two if they're having a season two. Yeah. Well, again, it doesn't say limited series. Yeah. And this is set before Rogue One. There's plenty of time to play with there where mm-hmm. 
Diego Luna's character is, you know, he kind getting of, in his time. Yeah, he kind of refers to what he did for mm-hmm. the rebellion in during, Rogue One. During his spy days. Yeah, and so he's like, if we don't do this, then all of that would be for nothing. So obviously there is uh, something that happened in his past mm-hmm. that he would regret if it wasn't for something bigger. Yeah, like he so. had some shady dealings mm-hmm. before. Had to so. make some difficult calls about things so this could be interesting you know kind of looking at the ways that the rebels actually like found their information and Mm -hmm. actually like defeated the empire and not just like the big battle scenes of it all yeah kind of get like a background on it Mm -hmm. yeah cool kind of some of the more grittier parts Mm -hmm. of what's going on less pg parts yeah (laughs) yeah and that brings me nicely into one that i'm super excited about the acolyte uh, which we heard will be created by Leslie Headland, which is the Emmy Award nominated creator of this really weird series on Disney or on Netflix called Russian Doll. Um, but they're going to bring a Disney Plus series. And the one liner we got about this was the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So what had I said as soon as they talked about this High Republic publishing campaign, that there's no way they were going to put all this focus on it just being a publishing campaign, that they were Mm -hmm. laying the groundwork for the future era they wanted to explore in live action. And boop, sure enough, there it is. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, the Alkalite, Acolyte actually refers to like a member of the Sith, the Padawan to the Sith kind mm-hmm. of. An it's apprentice. An apprentice to the Sith. Yeah, it's another word for like the uh, Sith apprentice. So, I mean. So, it does we, say emerging dark side powers. Mm-hmm. We know that dark Pla- Darth Plagueis was probably in this time. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah could be super interesting um it's also been said that perhaps this will take the point of view of a dark side user Mm -hmm. which we haven't ever really explored that perspective really in any animated or live action there has been that kind of stuff in the novels um some content out there in other places but not in this regard and i would be so excited for that yeah, I feel like this is something that would be super interesting. Yeah. And if you watch Russian Dolls, which I just started after hearing about this, I started watching that show. It's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, trip, like mind tripping, like what? So give it, a, give it a whirl if you feel like it. But Leslie Headland also tends to have female leads. Um which I also dig. Could we get like a, um, you know, Sith, Sith female lead. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Very complex, original Sith oriented, but then more, uh, you know, playing the line a little bit there, both sides, sacrificing any, I don't want to spoil anything, but in the book, sacrifice herself for someone she loved who was a Jedi. Like, one of my favorite books ever, by the way, Dark Disciple, if anybody's looking for a good read. 
Um, but that comes from her pers- point of view and from his, um, which is a cool play on it. So who knows where mm-hmm. she's getting her inspiration. And there is already, I'm only, I don't know, f- six chapters in to the first High Republic novel. No, I'm farther in than that. Maybe like eight chapters. I don't remember. It all blurs together. Um, but there is these weird little nuggets of things um, where they're sensing there's something else going on. You don't know yet. So I wonder uh, what what when we get all the big reveals from this whole novel situation, mm-hmm. what that'll be. But there's even quotes like uh, the rule of two. Yeah quote was twisted slightly to say the rule of three there's this other kind of um group of antagonists in the series that um they have this rule of three which i thought was interesting Little well nod to i'm the sith. pretty sure that like it's kind of whatever that sith believes in mm-hmm. but i mean sith like palpatine they believed that all of the dark side power would be split between all of its users so they don't want to split between more than two because if one of them dies, they have to have one to kind of carry on the legacy, but they don't want to split it between a bunch of people like mm-hmm. the Jedi Order did. Yeah. They That's believe that it's of, a finite. Yeah. And so they're always searching to like hold as much of that as they can. But mm-hmm. I don't, again, that's like more the theology of the yeah. four stuff. And I don't know how accurate all of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was perspective wise. But anyways. Especially when you talk about Filoni's view of the Force. Anyway. Yeah, that's a that's a dive. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole multiple episode series if you want to talk about the Force and yeah, how yeah. that all works. Okay. So anyways, uh, The Bad Batch. So. This one we knew was coming. Yeah. So The Bad Batch was um, kind of introduced to us during the Clone Wars final season, season seven, which I did suggest watching during that Mandalorian little thing to yep. get some insight on. Mandalore and Ahsoka, but this is kind of like the beginning three episodes. It's kind of like its own storyline. You're introduced to this group of clones that aren't like the rest of the clones. They each have some kind of mutation that makes them different than the rest of the clones. Like one is extremely strong. One is like this amazing tracker with all these heightened abilities. One's like a super techie guy. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. they all have like these special skills that make them different, but still useful to the clone army, obviously, or they would have been, I don't know what they would do with terminated, terminated. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But But they all have their own squad. Yeah. That also have these like cool retro adventure group vibes, like the Mm -hmm. A-team. Yeah. Very much. Very A-team vibes. Uh And the comedy kind of banter between them. Mm -hmm. So I think this could be a really fun show. And we already got a teaser that we see. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Uh, why am I having one of these name nights? This happens to me. I'm sorry. Everybody. Finnick. Yeah, Shand. Finnick Shand, yeah. Uh, that she's going to be in this in animated form. That's so yeah. cool. You kind of get a brief glimpse of her helmet that you see her wearing, but mm-hmm. it's kind of closed, so you can't see the person's face. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of these helmets out there, but I mean, no, yeah, what are the odds? show you things like yeah. that for yeah. it to just be... Exactly. Yeah. We see you, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> we, we see what's happening here. But good. So we get another animated mm-hmm. series spinoff from the Clone Wars. Super cool. Then we get this other little tidbit of animation coming, which 
you know, it's been heavily focused on the live action. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting something called Star Wars Visions, presenting all new creative takes on the galaxy far, far away. Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios, offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. So these will be stories I'm assuming that we've kind of seen one perspective of. So like a certain point of view, Mm -hmm. which are those books that explore the original movies, but from other characters' point of views, Mm -hmm. more obscure characters' point of views, and their perception on the major events that we saw in the film. That's a little different than maybe we were presented with originally. Yeah. Interesting. mm -hmm. And with the anime vibe, this could be really cool. And then they're not going to be like episodes. They're going to be like mini short films. And they're probably not going to be like connected in a storyline. They're going to be all separate. Yep, because they're all coming from different mm-hmm. anime studios. So they're all going to have their own. If you follow any anime stuff, like they kind of have a vibe, like yeah. different studios, different types of anime, um, different art, have a different vibe yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. just like our, you know, cartoons, our animated stuff in in Western culture has, you know, we can recognize what's a what certain kind of creators like the Simpsons, right? Mm, We'll recognize people kind of copying that or emulating that style. Same thing with anime that there's kind of these styles that happen. Hmm. So yeah, should be interesting. Super cool. And then this random little like, Oh, we get a droid story as Lucasfilm (laughs) continues to develop new stories. The intersection of animation and visual effects offer new opportunities to explore. So Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney+. Plus, A droid story. The epic journey will introduce us to a new hero, guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. So this is going to be, I think, some of that more revolutionary stuff that they're working on right that always kind of push the buckets that's one thing about star wars films and lucas films and their affiliated like industrial light and magic have always done is they push the envelope of filmmaking and the mandalorian just did that if you watch the gallery for season one of the mandalorian you see just how much new stuff they created to be able to get the aesthetic and the the type of thing that they want Mm -hmm. so this sounds like they're going to carry on from some of the stuff they did there, particularly probably with the puppeteering of the child, some of the ways that they did that domed, um, what did they call that? Where it was all like almost the TV screens that made the background. So it wasn't green screen. Yeah. It It was was, like a projection kind of screen. Yeah. Some really cool geeky. If you're into that filmmaking stuff, this will probably be like, I mean, even if you're not into filmmaking, it was interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not really into filmmaking, but I was like, very interested to watch that because how they made it all happen because a lot of the ways you don't really use this is what they say in it you don't really use reflective surfaces because it's going to reflect whatever's behind it and then you get to figure out how they kind of overcame that mm-hmm. yeah so cool thing so we're going to get some of this animation 
teaming up with real life visual effects. So like a real life R2-D2, mm-hmm. but anyways, I think yeah. this will be fun too. Just a fun light, you know, if it's droid related, you know, it's going to be light and fun. Yep. Then what was notably not talked about, which if you've been following the rumor mill forever now, or even the not so rumor mill, sometimes official releases, <laughs> um, you know, we were supposed to get the um, Orion Johnson trilogy. You know, was talked about after the Last Jedi that Ryan Johnson would be making a new trilogy, and that was talked about a couple of years ago. Around the time they were talking, also about the Game of Thrones guys being involved in some of the upcoming content, and then they dropped off for these other stuff. You can Google those stories; those are whatever. But there's never been any like word. About the Ryan Johnson trilogy at all. and Maybe they're filming it in secret and they're just going to come out with it one day like, next weekend, come on. Not likely (laughs) with how many Star Wars fans are out there in every realm of the world. So, yeah. So, apparently that just got canned. Apparently. Which, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed in. I'm one of those um, people that enjoyed The Last Jedi. And and particularly the way it was filmed. Like, set aside your feelings yeah, on the content or, or Luke's character development or mm-hmm. whatever your objections may have been to that. There are some cool elements to that, which maybe we can talk about one of these days over yeah. an episode of of that trilogy and, and the different perspectives on it. But when you talk about color theory and you talk about the way that they framed things just all of those more elusive messages that happen in the film he did an amazing job at all of that like Filoni does with his story writing I don't know how else to explain it but there's some deep like rooted philosophical elements to it that were he did a bang up job with yeah so anyways that's my two cents overall I like the trilogy but you know I just feel like yeah we had some major parts that didn't go our way. But yeah. Anyways, that's for another day. Still love all the Star Wars. Just, yes, just, just yes. to put it out there. Still love. Still love it. Um, so we were going to talk briefly before we ended about yes. our merch love. I got an obscene amount of merch <laughs> from the Mandalorian. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Let's, let's see. So there's these collections of like, gosh, what even is it? Six or nine little, little baby Yodas. They come out every season. Yep. Are those the mini pops? No, yeah, they're, they're not. The, they're not mini figures. Yeah, they're little figures, but figure I got poses. all of them from the first season, and then I got all of them from the second season. So I have a lot of those little dudes. There's like the season they had one with like him in the lava, and then him in a little. Uh, stormtrooper helmet and pulling some levers and just some cute they just look super cute so i really like those then what came in the mail recently was you guys probably saw the pop figure and he and it's the mandalorian riding a banta with the child in his little set was it a do-back or a banta banta okay all right yeah sand people banta yeah yeah Yeah, okay okay. (laughs) don't freak me out like that sorry okay and then there's child in his little pack super cute and then obviously you know i got Two of those uh, 
Baby Yoda little stuffed guys where he has a stuffed body and the little plasticky hand. This one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the cut the more cuddly version, yeah. not the animatronic version, mm-hmm. but not the totally all plush version. Yeah, but he has a little sandy bottom with a little weight on him. So yeah, little <laughs> spank his little booty. Okay, maybe not that. Okay, but. <laughs> so I have one of those too. He's yeah. so cool. And then I got an animatronic version mm-hmm. of the child, which we actually did a video on. It's on um, one yeah. of our social medias. The little tiny little animatronic that he makes little noises cooing at you whatnot like the little child he's a lot smaller yeah size wise he's like yeah not maybe like half the size yeah maybe a little over half the size so not not accurate screen accurate size no not screen accurate size um we got the color pop mandalorian palette Mm -hmm. which has the baby yoda kind of style green colors i got some earrings mm-hmm. i'm not wearing it now i don't know why i did that <laughs> um gosh i got so much stuff i can't even remember no, most a lot of it i got for myself i'm not gonna lie yeah I'm christmas I... clearance sale or christmas sales i was all over that socks i got some socks oh yeah i got the 30 inch baby yoda pop or i'm sorry oh, yes. grogu pop yeah <laughs> i forgot about the that child. one child yeah it was huge um, what else did I get? I know there was like something else that I'm forgetting. Um, did you get a hat? No, I got a hat. <laughs> I can't remember what I got you and what I got me. <laughs> what did you get me? You got me the palette in the earrings. Yeah, in the pins, the rebels pins. Oh, oh yeah, that was your birthday. <laughs> yep. Um, a lot of merch, a lot. I got like a bandana, the child bandana. Oh, I got a new shirt. Uh, Oh, maybe a couple new shirts. (laughs) Oh, we're talking about shirts now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I got the Pez dispensers from the Mandalorian. Um... What else? Oh, some pins because I'm kind of a pin collector for like I like to wear them on my lanyards during Comic Cons um, or eventually maybe to Disney to do some trading action in the parks whenever I get to go there. Uh, hmm. Jade went to grab her collection to refresh her memory on some of the other things. And here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I also, this is the thing I was forgetting. I got the pop where it's kind of like they're in a like sandy area and it's the Mandalorian walking and the child and his little, his little pod is floating next to him. Mm. That was the thing I forgot. But these little things are called, um, gosh, where's the name of it? On the top? Oh, the bounty collection. Yeah. Look that up. These things are adorable. <laughs> yes, they're cute. So you're leaving them in the boxes. You're yeah. not going to take them out and well, play with them? I mean, I don't think these would be fun to play with because I'm not like... I guess, yeah. You know, I'm not going to... They're not posable them. or anything. They yeah. are actual like frozen yeah. character mm-hmm. kind of facial expressions and stuff. Yeah, they're so cute. And I mean, I got the, the, ser- the collection from the first series, so how could I not get like all of them... Yeah, forever. I mean, you must keep going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's, there's no stopping now. For sure, for sure. 
yeah, it's not like this child where he's all plush and, you know, looks all real. And I might have the first week I got him, put him in my passenger seat and buckled him in, drove him everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I did that with my cardboard cutout, too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. We do weird stuff like that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, I got, uh, my mother painted a, her version of Grogu painting, yeah. which is, it freaks me out, guys. It's cute. It's cute. No. It's, it's no. fan art. Yeah, it's fan art. Or in this case, uh, a fan of a fan's art. <laughs> yeah. It's just something it's about just... his face. It freaks me out when I look at it. I got a lot of stickers. I did get a lot of stickers too. Um, yeah. I can't even recall everything I got now. Yeah. It's like a lot. But. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. That so should probably be good. We on love merch. Time. Feel free. If you are a vendor out there, if you're a creator of some kind, and you'd like us to check out and review your cool stuff, yes, please. We would love to feature you on a show. Oh, yeah. Talk about your merch. Link it in our stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're merchaholics here. All right, so I think that about covers everything. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find us at Walt's Apartment Podcast on all of the socials. Or you can follow uh, my geekdom on Amber Atin Cosplay on Facebook or Instagram. And I mean, I guess you could follow my Instagram, but like I've said, every one of these videos, I don't post on there. I'm trying. Yeah, not See, very I planned hard. on posting one day, but then. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, snips, JR, what's up? <laughs> you don't okay. need to follow me, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> your time. Okay. Thank you everybody for listening in. We will see you next Force Friday. May the Force be with you. May the Force Friday be with you.